Welcome to the Two Marketeers podcast, where marketing swashbucklers, Sean and Lindsay, seek to demystify the fascinating world of modern marketing. Each episode takes listeners on a storytelling adventure that informs, entertains, and inspires marketing enthusiasts of all kinds. And now, here are your hosts, the two marketeers themselves, Sean Patrick and Lindsay Wow! Yeah! Woo! Take the stick! Good morning. Hello. 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 Good morning, Sean. I think it's so funny I always say good morning, but it really depends. I know. That's why I stopped <laughs> saying good morning. I just say hello now. I just like people to know that it was morning when I recorded it. For that one person in New Zealand, hello to you. <laughs> it is not morning. And literally everyone else who won't listen to this in the morning. You don't just have to live in New Zealand. Right. And you can still listen to it, even if it isn't morning. Yes. If it's not good morning, you don't have to be like, well, not for me. Turn that off. Right? We hope. <laughs> we hope. There's probably other reasons. What's the date uh, today? October 19th. Yes. Happy October 19th, everyone. It's a dreary, yes. dreary stay-in-your-house kind of day, which is kind of nice when you're homebound. Housebound? It's perfect for our topic what is our topic? Halloween. Halloween. My French friend Lindsay. C'est Halloween. Oui. Mon Very good. We are doing a quick turnaround, timely topic of Halloween. Because Halloween turnaround, is timely quickly, topic. quickly like approaching that. and we can't help ourselves. And we can't be tardy on our timely topic. True. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Game Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sean Patrick, branding wise guy, why did we come decide to talk about Halloween today? Because Lindsay Rockstar, we're starting to get this podcast flowing, and now uh, we realize that those f- five or six people are actually listening to our podcast. We need to make sure that we're staying somewhat timely and focused on what's happening now. Yeah. So we figured we'd throw in a couple hyper relevant episodes here and there. Today's Two Marketeers Today's Two Marketeers podcast is brought to you by Halloween. Dun, dun, dun. Insert sponsor here when we get to that point. <laughs> when will that be? <laughs> yeah. That'll so... be one more time. Timely topics of 2021. There is my alliteration for the day. Timely topics of 2021. I'm not hashtagging that even if you want me to, if we, no. ever, if we ever promote this episode. <laughs> nope. Longest hashtag ever. <laughs> so what brought us to want, like, you saw some things that said, hey, we should we should be talking about this, right? Well, I, yeah, I saw red leaves, orange leaves, and yellow leaves. Um, no, I, <laughs> we're already in our second, we're already through, almost through our second box of Halloween mini chocolate bars. And I don't even want to tell you what's going on over here with chocolate bars. What's going to happen in Halloween this year? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but no one's more impacted from a business standpoint than marketers. Because confectionery marketers. Confectionery, to be specific. To be specific. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, from a, from a confectioner's let alone, it's the idea of the occasion of Halloween is well, well underway. 
um, I believe it begins after Labor Day when back to school ends. It could happen earlier, actually. Um, and the way, you know, marketing works, as we all know, is there's no dead time now. Christmas is up at yeah, Costco. Yeah, you don't get a break from us, marketers. You do not. Pagan holiday or not, uh, <laughs> there's no break. You know what I wonder about the no break thing is that normally, so normally people are very mad about Halloween, <laughs> like showing up super early, right? It's like, oh, it's still back to school. Where it's in the summer. We're not talking yeah, about Halloween. Yeah. So, and in stores and then you see the candy come out and people are like, it's too early to be promoting Halloween. You're like, I'm not ready. I feel like in <laughs> pandemic life, I think people are like, hey, what's the next thing? Um, what's my next like glimmer of I'm magical hope something. that something fun is going to happen that's different than me staying in my house all day every day? So I wonder if it's like, okay, I grabbed the couple of things I needed for back to school. Hey, my kids didn't even end up going back to school, so now what do I need that junk for? And then you see the Halloween stuff. Maybe it came out earlier than usual or at the same time, but people might have been like, yay, mm-hmm. a cause for celebration. Like It might be a total flipping attitude, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, and when you put it that way, it, it takes me back to that whole idea of a, a few things we've been talking about the last couple of episodes, which was the lipstick effect and the idea of, you know, lifestyle for uh, products that probably in the past weren't really considered lifestyle, like Apple computers. Um, is it is it the indulgence aspect of it? You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you that the second box of chocolate was definitely step two of the indulgence uh, factor here of, you know, okay, so we made it through this, we made it through that, what's next? Oh, whether there's Halloween or not, there's still Halloween candy. And I'm not going to yes. deny myself this little indulgence. Right? Can, I, can I tell you about the Halloween candy? So we like... We like bought all of this Halloween candy uh, like a while ago because we're like, oh, supply chain issues, all this stuff. Who knows if you're going to be able to get candy? You're so informed. Aren't I? Well, (laughs) maybe. So we bought only on what matters candy. Yeah, Yeah. only when it comes to candy. And then I'm running like a a homeschool. There's homeschool at my house, so I have to hide everything. Like if I don't want some child in the house to find something, I'm hiding it. So I'm hiding everything in my bedroom, which is on the top floor. It's like my meds, right? Like when there's a sleepover. Yeah, I hide hide them right beside my meds, hoping no one's gonna find. And the wine that I want to pretend I don't drink warm in the closet. Yeah, like I'm hiding it all there. But I've had a very I've had a very busy week last week. So all week I'm sitting up in my bedroom, which is now my office and my gym. And, and my cry room. And my cry room. And I, I'm i just eating the candy. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I deserve, I'm like, I deserve this candy. You sure do. I'm having a really hard week. It's like they've been very busy. So I'm like, da da da. And normally I would maybe have a couple of chocolate bars over the course of Halloween. No, I'm having like eight a day. Okay, like, but it just is so like people know, you're talking, you're talking the mini chocolate bars because it paints a sad picture. Am I? Am I, ta- am I talking the mini one? Oh, you're supposed to, oh, the mini okay. ones. Oh. <laughs> if you'll excuse me. <laughs> no, this is a graveyard of full-size chocolate bar wrappers around my desk. Wow. Which it, it's appropriate because graveyards and Halloween, so it's spooky. It's spooky how bad it's getting. Well, I, you know, I, I think it's so cute that you feel, we all feel that shame, right? Because we hide it. But once it's out, doesn't it feel better? Because is it really that bad? Yeah. Someone's got to replace like... your lipstick, right? You can <laughs> eat a chocolate so bar true. with a mask on. It's so true. In fact, I was So I was better. hiding it. I was like hiding my wrappers away. And then I go downstairs the other day and I was like, hey, husband. I was like, 
I just ate eight chocolate bars in our bedroom by myself. Suck it, life. <laughs> that's exactly, that's our life, right? There's like oh. micro at-home indulgences. This is a, a big trend that is not going to go away. Well, you can always tell. I mean, again, there's only three of us in the house now, but you can always tell when the kids have eaten them because the wrappers are just put back in the box and you actually think there's... Do they do that? Oh, yeah. Just wait. And uh, that are tucked in the couch. That was something my kids were like, I'm like, can't you just be better liars? Like, can't you even try to lie? Because when I find a granola <laughs> bar wrapper in the couch and it's just them being like, they're not even hiding it. They're like, oh, where do I put this? They don't care to be caught. They just want to have to get up and put it in the garbage. I'm not kidding. That's incredible. So anyways, you would always know. It's like, hey, kid, who's stopping all the chocolate? Because there's, you know, all these wrappers. But magically, there are no wrappers in the box, which means it's a, it's an adult that I happen to be married to um, <laughs> who's keeping it tidy. There's a tidy box with, you know, three full wrappers left in the bottom. And I'm like, hmm. And she'll just look at me and she'll be like, yeah, what? It's like, like what are you right. going to do about it? Yeah, exactly. And then and then the, oh, we have more chocolate? Or, oh, I think we're out of chocolate. No, we aren't. And then she disappears and then she comes back and she's all like, look what like I've done for you. a squirrel hiding yeah. in the bedroom. Right? Out of the cheek and, onto, you know, boom, there it is. Anyways, yeah. the it's, it's so dead on. Um, your scenario and the whole idea of just that indulgence you deserve, I feel like any sort of occasion or any major occasion like let's talk about easter do you really you know are you a person who believes that you know that you're celebrating that what is it christ is risen <laughs> or are you uh, just looking the wrong gal are you just looking to eat a cadbury easter egg or those little what are they Breakfast? called those mini eggs, eggs mini eggs dude so good right you know what was so funny i feel like this so easter was the first holiday of pandemic life and it was right. very interesting because in speaking to people around that time, um, with people starting to, you know, that's when people started to lose their jobs and the economy started to go down and like all of that. So it was kind of a bit of a grim scene. But um, so I was wondering around Easter if people were going to go all out still or if they were going to hold back because they were a bit worried about what was going to happen. And so many people that I talked to went all out like they even if they were worried because they wanted to make it this like magical experience and the holidays weren't going to be dead just because we were in a pandemic and at that time I was like oh it's so interesting that that was happening with Easter and I wondered how that would then roll out across the other holidays that would happen after Easter and I feel like that's still happening like we're planning to do a very low-key Halloween. We're not going to trick-or-treat. We're going to have a little party and do a little scavenger hunt just with, um, you know, those in our bubble. Yeah. And But we're going all out because I'm like, over my Halloween dead body, is this going to be a sad experience? <laughs> <laughs> over my skeleton arm sticking out of the lawn. <laughs> you wish you had skeleton be... arms. <laughs> I know. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Why is my my ideal body type being broadcast all over the neighborhood <laughs> like this? You're assuming people but, are listening to But you're just like, this. I want this to be magic. Everything needs to be magical because it's they're few and far between, these like glimmers of amazing moments. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. And it's, it, it's interesting because that's kind of, I think, part of what we're going to talk about too is to say, um, you know, 
how many months ago was it? You seem the better with the calendar than I do since you have the homeschool. But it's like, you know, you're right. Easter was probably the first time and, and no one had the behavioral sort of analytics to kind of say, I mean, how boring is that? But it's true. Like, okay, well, how do we perform year over year? How do, what are our behaviors when something that's happened before happens? And and what's the timing and what do we indulge in? And, and what are we thinking? It's that whole idea of, you know, how brands connect is to truly understand the emotions and what people are thinking and feeling and needing and wanting mm-hmm. versus just the act of we're going to give candy away so we need a lot of candy to give away uh, you know so it, yeah, it just that rips time, that off it's like you weren't you weren't tracking the mindset shift so all uh, you thought about significance you knew it had just temporarily changed like oh this is how we're doing easter it wasn't going to be like something that was going to be years yeah and the economy of halloween has fundamentally changed however i think there's still an economy there just like any occasion it's it's that idea of now we're starting to see that people are going more all out than any ever before now does that equal the same amount of consumption no which is why it's so important to go to that deeper level right to make the connection going what do they really want don't assume you know people are just like oh it's going to hit the 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 confectionery sort of market, but in all the research that I've done, and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll segue that to you to, to, to kind of do your stuff. But all I see is I don't, I just see no one knows. So no one's, there's no doom and gloom around it. It just seems to be about talking about, you know, what is the safety? What is the new safety around Halloween? Cause it always did have a big, a big element of safety, but what is it right. now? Um, and what it's communicating is sort of no matter how much we're restricted, we've had what somewhere around nine months to really get used to it. What are those new behaviors going to be when, like you said, it's so important for all of us to be able to celebrate something or have something look to, to look forward to and, and not letting the sort of pandemic or the external forces dictate whether we're going to have fun and celebrate or not. It's a question of how are we going to celebrate? So it really gets to that deep emotional connection. Yes. So what are you what are you here for? <laughs> Why are you here, Lindsay? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think the interesting thing to me about all of this is that um, early on and even as recent as last week, I've been chatting with clients who kind of say, okay, so here's as a strategist, you bring to life different trends and different mindsets and try to get culturally at what people are thinking and feeling and and how they're behaving. And I still, I bring a lot of COVID related insights into my strategies lately still. And I've had clients where people say, you know, I, I understand that people are changing their, there have changed some habits and things like that, like that, but I don't want to build a COVID brand. I want to build a brand. So after COVID, we can just go back. And I'm like, it's not ha- like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like the, these things no that are, back. yeah. And these yeah. things that are changing that happened with Easter and us going above and beyond and what's going to be happening with Halloween and people trying to make it special in their own way and the different ways in which they've um, changed their behaviors. These behavior changes are going to be going on for so long that it's not a temporary shift anymore. Like people's, the uptick in digital and online grocery shopping that's going Mm. to be in play now for years because of something like this so those habits as soon as in like 2023 if COVID is gone for instance you're not going to be like well I'm not shopping online anymore like that that's not how it's going to be so I think when it comes to something like this um 
I was reading this interesting article, you know, a couple of months back when we were talking about holiday planning, and it has such a cool title. It's called Change Your Plans, Your Audience Already Did. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll share the link of this article. It's B&T Magazine. And this was all around holiday planning. So it says, is it too early to start planning for your holiday campaigns? Definitely not, because... Um, People started to search for holiday, Christmas, um, yeah. gift giving and things like that in April. So they were tracking on Pinterest the different changes in people's search behaviors and things like that. People typically start to search for holiday um, gifts and ideas and things like that in September because of the pandemic and what they were experiencing in stores with supply chain issues and things like that. They started to search um, in April, and the searches jumped 77% in April compared to April of 2019. Right. So these are the types of things that we need to be thinking about. For instance, me buying Halloween candy far earlier than I would have ever done it, it's exactly this title, change your plans, your, your audience already has. I was getting ahead of it. People are now getting ahead of things, and they're changing the way that they behave. And, um, and then you're eating it. You're getting ahead of it, and then you're eating it. Yeah, and actually one thing I was reading about Halloween, and Sean, I can't remember if it was one of the articles that you sent to me, but I'm sure you'll dive into them. They were saying that um, purchasing the amount of candy that you might purchase might be similar because you buy enough candy to be able to give it out and then you collect it and you bring it back. Like it's kind of the same amount of candy. Exactly. It's just so a people different are buying, market. Yeah, they're buying this. They might be buying similar amount of candy, except the consumption occasion has changed. So they're now consuming it in the house yeah. as opposed to giving it out to other people. So people's mindsets are shifting and they're thinking, okay, I want this to be magical for my kids, but they can't go out and get candy. So what am I going to do? Maybe we do a scavenger hunt in the house. So maybe someone could be positioning ideas around doing an indoor scavenger hunt or buying little things to, to hide the candy in around the house, like different ways of thinking how yeah um, it's just perhaps it's just distributing di distributed differently and completely. i remember thinking that like oh my gosh you know we buy this candy if we didn't give it out we would have eaten all this candy so why do we need to get candy from other people when you think about you know historically all the crazy things that have happened externally around like you know the tampered candy and that razor blades and the apples and all these crazy things it's like <sighs> what yeah. kind of jerks do that but it's true. I remember being a kid and it was the year I where know, me too. we were th we were thrilled because it meant we weren't going to get freaking bruised up apples. Um, <laughs> and it meant that you were going to get better candy because everything had to be individually wrapped. So you never got these little Halloween taffies collecting lint on the bottom of your of your bag because we use pillowcases, not not uh, Halloween bags. But anyways, what is going to happen? I think. Halloween is just another holiday. It's just another, like you said, something to look forward to. And how will we adapt when we're not even sure what we're going to be adapting to even just two weeks out? Yeah. And I think one of the interesting things from this article that talks about some of the Pinterest research, they say um, their research shows that pinners are explicitly looking for brands to help navigate the shifting holiday climate and still make their celebrations feel special. Hmm. So... Um, I think that's like, it's such a, it's such an opportunity for brands because never before have I read so much content and research saying that people actually want brands to help lead the way, which wow. is like, <laughs> people never say that they never would have said that 10 years ago, they would be like, step to the side brand. This is my life, but people are actually looking for support. And so 
in this article, it says, as you develop content, think about designing specifically to meet consumers' planning needs or their early planning needs. Um, like for instance, I say, for example, our research shows that pinners who plan are also more likely to self-gift. Um, this is around Christmas. So they say this year, we predict that they're also, they're also more likely to host for the first time. They consider different kind of planning archetypes. So the same can be applied to how we think about Halloween. Um, and they say, uh, I think, Sean, you sent me, I'm not sure if you're going to dive into this article, but this Think with Google art article. No, nope, you... it's all yours. They say... In the midst of this uncertainty, there are opportunities for creativity. So people find these creative, like really inspirational solutions about how they're just going to get over it and do things in their own new way. And they say, just as families across Canada will be adapting their familiar rituals, businesses are adapting their strategies. Um, and there's some different ways in which people, um, especially over the course of Halloween or brands over the course of Halloween, can help people find new ways to make it special. Um, online is clearly a huge opportunity. So businesses like costumes and decorations and home decor and all of that kind of stuff yeah. um, and recipes and cooking and, you know, different ways to celebrate. It's really more around connecting with people online. So it's like people are looking for brands for what the occasion could look like. Yes, exactly. It's such an opportunity to not just stand back and wait, but to, from a brand perspective, is be there for them. I just think that brands are going to need to start being a bit bolder in making the first move instead yes. of waiting for the consumer. When I think of what's at stake for a lot of these brands, I it's that whole idea. It brings it back to what we talked about is, you know, focus on brand, be the fucking cheetah. And, you know, and, and sometimes you got to be a cheetah pretty quick. And I'm just not seeing a ton of that. Um, yeah, it's almost you know? like 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 Halloween was always a turnkey holiday. You get the costume, you get the candy, trick or treat, you get the pumpkins. That's it. Boom, like, boom, and boom. That's yeah, and it was just such a turnkey holiday that I'm not sure enough brands are recognizing how important. Enough, yeah, yeah, about the difference and what was going to happen to make a huge impact. Unless for them, it just wasn't a huge priority. You have to stop thinking about whatever happens this holiday is going to cut my budget for the next one. So I'm going to wait for that. Do you know what I mean? It's that idea of like quarterly sales is you're going to need to make a bold move now or make a bolder move six months from now that you, you will be forced into making. Yeah. And I think the more you're able to monitor what's going on with people, the more you're able to help define the direction in a way that's going to make the most sense to people. Right. Like if you think so about it, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, even just coming from this Think with Google article, it says companies may not know exactly what to expect this Halloween. However, by being creative, keeping flexible plans and looking at available trends, insights and analytics, which I think is a huge part, um, marketers can help consumers celebrate in new ways. If brands can help support um, and help lead people through the shifting celebrations and shifting holidays to say, how can you still make it special? Here's how you can do it. And we're here along with you. Here's some ideas. Here's how our brand or our product might integrate into it. Here's how maybe it doesn't even integrate into it. But we have some thoughts about how you can still make it special. And that's how you build brand love. Yeah. Um, I wanted to quickly talk about our favorite Halloween ads of all time. Do you have any? Do you have favorite? Do you have favorite? You Halloween go first. Ads? Let me think about it. Okay, you think about it while I go first. 
So the first, I have two, I have my two top favorite kind of Halloween ads. The first one is, I'm sure you remember this as soon as I say it, Burger King trolls McDonald's with clowns. I don't. And I, I saw you, you send me don't? that. You don't? I don't. It is scary <laughs> as shit. Well, I okay. saw it, but it was very disturbing. I know. My eldest daughter, I discovered at a birthday party, has a deathly phobia of clowns. Literally, I had to, she climbed up me. It was it was this huge scene. We were in this room in the house and the clown came in and because he was the, he was at the only exit from the room, which is a whole other issue. All of a sudden, my daughter jumps from my lap to behind me and is scratching my back. Like she's, she's there's a tiger or there's a cheetah on her. And I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, afraid of clowns? And then when I'd share it, do you know how many people would be like, oh, I'm terrified of clowns. This is why. This is me telling you that they're tapping into a culturally relevant insight. Okay, wait, let me read this. Was it around that time when the clowns were doing, that whole clown thing was happening? Remember the crazy clown? I'm asking you questions, I'm sorry. Stop asking. <laughs> I know. Okay. The So Burger King created, it's a 90 second digital ad um, in association with this offer and encourage guests to post their scary clown costumes and tag the brand at Burger King with the hashtag scary clown night. The tagline for the <laughs> campaign was come as a clown, eat like a king. So it's oh a, my as gosh. I said, 90 second digital ad. So go and watch this ad because we'll have a lot it on of the that. times we talk we'll add the about... Link. We'll add the link, right? We'll add the link, yeah. A lot of the times we talk about um, emotion in advertising. That's how you get brand connection, brand love, all those kind of stuff. This, the emotion that comes out of this 90 second digital ad is pure terror. <laughs> like watching these clowns come out from everywhere... Um, and so you have because <laughs> normally you want to be like, oh, puppies and babies. They're so cute. No, this ad is <laughs> Halloween, straight up, terrifying clown phobia stuff. Full so frontal, says, yeah. terrifying clown shit. So it shit. was a offer that was valid for the first 500 clowns to show up at select Burger King restaurants across Boston, Miami, LA, Austin, and Salt Lake City. Where, they're, where they were hosting what the restaurant and brand is calling the scary clown night between 7 p.m. until close. So for people who showed up, they got to get a free Whopper. So they were appealing to adults. Would they not be? Oh, yeah. Like big time. <laughs> yeah. Because and no child should watch this. Oh, totally. My older brother, who's like, shows no emotion. Great guy. But like, you know, would never show fear of anything. When I told him, he was like, oh, I'm terrified of clowns. And I'm like, What? hate clowns and i mean i love clowns <laughs> even after i love it. clowns too maybe it was around the time of it or what but there was and then there was that whole thing about that remember people were dressing up as clowns and hurting people that was a whole what? other thing in the u.s yeah i feel like it was in washington or something there oh, was no. like when we look at the timing brilliant as it might be it's probably like what were the ties that just made there this? were clown things happening right bad clowns were all over the place bad clowns oh my goodness anyways so go and watch the scary clown night um by burger king so the other my other favorite halloween ad of all time is for mcdonald's so mcdonald's did this pinterest ad that y'all will put a link in in the um the notes as well so you can go check it out but it's essentially one of the fry boxes upside down with two fries hanging out of it like fangs and one of the fries is dipped in ketchup like blood and it just says <laughs> happy halloween 
<laughs> with the McDonald's logo. So it's like, and it says, surely most kids at some point have used French fries as fake teeth or husks. McDonald's took it one step further this Halloween with clever Dracula fries. The thing we know and love about this ad is that it's both clever but subtle. A great ad. The brand is present and it appeals to our child inside. So it's the same type of thing. It's this kind of innate either fear or behavior. When you put the fries in your mouth, pretending to be like a little walrus or like something like that, like these are the things that children do. Um, so they know that and they recognized it and they turned it into such a clever um, Halloween ad. So we'll post it so you can check it out. But so cool by McDonald's. I look at an idea like that and it's so deeply steeped in like all these possibilities of them going, well, what about this? What if we tried that? What if we didn't do this? What if we did this? And at the end, it's just a brilliant campaign that makes nothing but an emotional connection. Yeah. And I think you always talk behavior. about marketing being uncomplicated. Like marketing does not have to be complicated. It's a clever human clever. behavior, culturally relevant, smart insight brought to life beautifully, visually, and in a simple way that someone looks at it instantly and in two seconds goes, I get it. And McDonald's gets me and I want to be a part of McDonald's. And even That's like, good on is. you. Like, good on you, McDonald's. I'm going to share this. This is brilliant. Those are the it kind is. of things. It's and brilliant. I just say brilliant. I post it on LinkedIn. to give, I got to give credit where credit's due. This is brilliant. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the other thing about uh, fast food companies as well is, like you say, sometimes people get fast food on Halloween because they just don't want to be home. But the other thing is, especially for parents, Halloween night is typically a disaster. Like it's insane because you're picking the kids up from school or where they were after school. Then you're driving home quickly. You have to go home, put out the pumpkins. Sometimes I haven't even carved the pumpkins. So you're like at the table carving the you're pumpkins. You're a mess. Getting everyone's Halloween costumes on, getting the candy ready. And like maybe dinner's the last thing you want to think about. So you get some of this strategic advertising in front of people. So you're saying from a top of mind, like even yeah. if it's not directed at you because you're not yeah, going, to be going to McDonald's. Seed. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm yeah. thinking, okay, I'm picking the kids up from their after school program. We're going to pop by McDonald's. I saw that cute ad. They did such a great job. It's amazing. We're going to get our food, come home, eat while we do all of the other 400 things we have to do Halloween evening. So I think just a brilliant, simple mechanism that highly resonates and gets in front of people at a key time. The other thing you think is, okay, on Halloween, been there many times, McDonald's, we're going to go to the drive-thru, we're going to go eat at McDonald's because my kids, you know, basically been at school in their costume and it's sort of like, okay, uh, and of course they have to have a different costume at school because there's regulations, blah, 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 but you, we've eaten at McDonald's many times and it's true, many times and it's a lovely occasion, except for that one time this kid had clearly had too much candy at school and he projectile vomited right beside us at mcdonald's yeah and it was like so colorful you were like oh okay. he had <laughs> oh come on it was like <laughs> the exorcist much. i was like the exorcist just ate a unicorn and he threw it up like that's maybe that's that what... was an experience mcdonald's had created maybe that was showing that's an exorcism movie release right but anyways <laughs> all to say Pardon the pun, but it was a social experiment somewhat. Same with the clown thing. And you know so what I'm I jumping would say? back to the clown story, but it's that idea of going like, how do we own a new occasion? Because our fast food restaurant is devoid of kids on Halloween after seven o'clock. Yeah. That's and you know what I would say that's going to be very interesting to watch this year? So everyone keep your eyes open because I bet McDelivery is going to do something Explode. really cool this Halloween. Yeah. 
You're right. Perfect occasion, <gasps> perfect brand opportunity, keeps your eyes peeled. We're going to watch and see what McDelivery does this Halloween, and we'll talk about it after Halloween. Okay, so let, let's call that one the I, Lindsay told you so episode. <laughs> like, totally. And don't let me don't, down, pals. We're watching. I love it. Um, That's it. Like, for me, I, I you know... We we uh, you guys have to know that we tried recording this last week, and we had so many technical issues. Um, the last and least of which was uh, Lindsay having to take over <laughs> and forgetting to hit record. And I just laughed because it just wasn't meant to be. We were all over the place talking about our childhood uh, Halloween's and all that stuff. And to say this has just been a great conversation, Lindsay. Very uh, very insightful for me. What I thought was funny is when you sent me the sort of your favorite ad of all time. And I was like, what is she talking? This is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Like, I literally was like, and I don't mean Halloween creepy. Did you think differently about me after that? Exactly. Well, you were asking what my favorite Halloween campaign, and it's the uh, Apple Think Different campaign. Um, <laughs> thanks. I just wanted Sean's to say Sean's going to go brush up on his advertising, um, and we will return with a new episode next week. <laughs> That's it. Here's my tip. Well, happy Can Halloween. I give a tip? Can a, I give my give tip, tip of the day? I guess so. Are we, do you have tips of the day? Uh, no. Today I do. <laughs> one tip of one day. Let's hear it. I, I look forward to seeing brands reaching out and, and, and really being relevant to the struggles we're having in this new normal without being about the new normal or without being about COVID. That's going to be a really interesting strategic move for brands to be like, totally identify with what I'm going through, but don't stick it, you know, don't hang that hat on because of COVID. Because it's like, like you said, it's it, the change has happened. It's going to continue to change. It'll be those brands who can pick something that they will always be there about regardless of COVID happening. That's my tip. Great tip. Let's end with the tip. Thanks, Lindsay. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Have a fun and safe Halloween. And if you you have any favorite Halloween campaigns to share, you should comment in this episode. We'd love to hear what you like to see. Yeah, we might even share them. This Halloween. Yeah. We'll talk about them when we talk about um, whatever delivery comes up with this year. (laughs) No, it's it's all about when we talk about Lindsay being right. I'm super pumped if that happens. Everybody, have a happy and safe and creative Halloween. Happy Halloween. Two Marketeers signing out. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode, my fellow Marketeers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, subscribe to this podcast at thetwomarketeers.ca. That's thetwomarketeers.ca. Spell it out. Be sure to tune in for more marketing adventures every month from us, the Two Marketeers. But you can just call us Sean and Lindsay. Actually, I, I would prefer Wise Guy. Yeah, I, I know you would. We're not we're not doing that.